0: Jeff Anderson, how are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thanks. Good morning, my darling. Good morning everybody else.
0: So nice to have you in studio. And I'm not going to lie, like, um, I decided I was not going to look it up, just so I could keep the interview, like, fresh and whatnot. And I expected this, like, this millennial to come in and just talk about, (laughs) like, I don't know, like. The, all the, the jokes that's been happening around on social media these days but you have been a guy that's been around for quite a while well
1: well i i, I have been around for uh, over 20 years yeah. on the uk and, and i suppose the world comedy scene yeah. considering that we do travel the world now but mm-hmm. i have to say i i'm i'm 65 now mm-hmm. um I do use social media. <laughs> uh, sometimes I have to get my daughters to do it on my behalf. But yeah. I didn't start comedy until I was 41. So okay. I haven't been doing comedy all my life. Mm-hmm. So I was a late starter. Yeah. And um, and I think comedy now has become quite a young people's pursuit. So I don't yeah. know if that would be allowed now to start at 41. Um, so mm-hmm. it might be that I'm almost the oldest comedian, certainly on the... UK comedy show.
0: I feel we should look that up and enter you in some Guinness World Record just because. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I don't mind that. (laughs) I don't
1: mind that. That's great. But but I have to say also it's one of those um, jobs, it is a job, I guess, and and, um, a cultural pursuit where that keeps you ageless because Mm -hmm. you have to be relevant to to be still doing the job. Mm -hmm. And so I, apart from my physical deterioration yeah. I don't ever feel old actually and,
0: like I know like you just came in and there was like this, this amazing presence you walk, you come in with this amazing presence uh, that yeah, just I like you know that.
1: thank you uh, also like, helps of... with the double espresso from your coffee bar here
0: <laughs> well anything to please our guests. Yeah, yeah, I love that. so I love that. for those who don't know uh, who you are just tell us a little bit about yourself who is Jeff Innocent
1: um, okay I'm uh, a 65 year old white stand up comedian from a poor working-class background in the East End of London, which is famous for uh, Charles Dickens, uh, gangsters, uh, and uh, <laughs> football and music. So, uh, and of mm-hmm. course, we have people from uh, all over the world yeah. in East London. We used to have docks there, so uh, lots of people from Africa live in East London my wife is from Nigeria okay it's a very culturally mixed community and area so Cape Town is is a home from home for uh, me so uh,
0: it's as if you haven't left East London it, well yeah
1: <laughs> almost almost we, yeah. have, we yeah. have we
0: have docks we have gangsters it's true yes
1: yeah. so <laughs> so I mean somebody was describing Cape Flats to me and I thought yeah that sounds like where I come from man So I've been using that at the shows to explain to people, to give them an idea of the equivalent. Uh Um, So, uh, yeah, so I'm very much at home here. Uh
0: Like, I don't know if this is the whole uh, feel of having someone from the UK or like from from america for instance you know where we film and and like uh movies is a big thing but your whole description over there i feel is like the opening scene to a movie like i just i just have that like description well yeah yeah
1: yeah me. it's i mean there are lots of movies yeah. made in that context yeah. and environment but it's it's um but not glamorous but uh, yeah. exciting and, and exactly. maybe dangerous and that's probably why i'm <laughs> i'm doing the danger zone comedy show maybe yeah. because i'm um uh, still a, a little bit dangerous. You know. I used so, to be dangerous. I'm not so dangerous anymore. I'm cuddly now. I'm
0: cuddly. Well, you, you look like a sweet guy. So.
1: I, like, I like that. Thank you. I like
0: that. But it's always the sweet ones that we have to watch out for. Hey, <laughs> come on. That's what they say. So now, uh, as you mentioned, you, went, you got into comedy in your 40s. Yes, I did. Where did it all begin for you? Did you just, like, look in the mirror one day and say, hey, I'm funny, no, I'm going go um, to
1: uh, Well, I'll tell you exactly. I've, okay. Uh, I think, like a lot of comedians, yeah. as a child, you're funny. Yeah. You use humour all the time in social situations. People think you're funny. You enjoy being funny. It's something about your personality. And so I've always been that sort of guy. Even when I was in a, a very minor a gang, if you like, I was the funny guy. That's what I provided. And But I went to work like lots of regular working-class people. But when I was in my early 30s, I stopped work, went to university for five years, mm-hmm. studied cultural history, and and it was during that time I could see an opportunity for me to start doing comedy afterwards. Yeah. Because also the whole comedy scene in the UK opened up at that exact mm-hmm. period. And because I had children, I could only do comedy if I could see that I could earn a living from doing comedy. Yeah. And it all happened uh, uh, coincidentally at the time. i just finished college and I thought, there's an opportunity here. So I started doing comedy mm-hmm. and... and uh, and it happened very quickly for me
0: amazing and now i know this is like probably a question most people like when they hear that you're a comedian they'll say like okay tell me a joke but where do you draw your inspiration from for your shows for i'm Stan? very
1: much uh, a comedian that draws on my personal life yeah not necessarily stories but i use my uh, personal experiences to take me into topics in a covert manner yeah so because of my education, well. i one very sociological, so I like to take on issues of race, class, uh, mm-hmm. sexual identity. And I tend to do that through my personal experience. My wife is African, my son is gay, my father's Jewish. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of diverse yeah. backstory and ethnicity to draw <coughs> on that I can I can use in my in my comedy. So rather than be a comedian and say, hey, let's talk about race, let's talk about sexuality, yeah. I covertly smuggle it in by talking about my family and then halfway through the audience are listening to me uh-huh. deconstructing those topics. I
0: mean, like, you have a whole proper modern family going on over I there. Certainly, yeah, so yeah, it's so, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> Yeah.
1: I know, I know. But, but that's... Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'm not exactly unique in that way. I'm not yeah. saying that everybody where I live is like me. That would, that would not be true. But, you know, let mm. me tell I must tell you this, and I've just remembered this. I didn't know my biological father. I was one of those kids brought up by a different father. Yeah. And When I was 25, I tracked him down. And when I met him, not only did he look exactly like me, which, which is totally understandable, He'd been in the merchant navy. He'd been to Africa. He'd been to India. He had carvings and masks in his house. I thought, oh my God, this this guy is me. I'm this guy. So maybe I've inherited something uh, of the seafarer from my father. Without
0: even like growing up, like without him raising you and all that, and it's like you're almost like a carbon copy of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, so. In that sense, mm-hmm. all of that stuff that sometimes, as you know you know as people out there may know when you come from a poor background, it can be a disadvantage yeah. in life, but now, for me, those experiences are something that I can feed into my comedy, mm-hmm. so they're an advantage for me yeah. that that backstory.
0: And I also feel like, in that case, people can relate a lot. I mean, like, I'm a student again, <laughs> and I'm feeling that broke student life. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I just feel you relate more to people like that. Uh, yeah, so. I think so. Definitely. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what brings you here to our beautiful shores?
1: Well, I, um, I'm here to, to be uh, uh, the headline act at Cape Town Comedy Festival uh, on the Danger Zone show... Uh Uh, which is so awesome and amazing and fantastic. It sounds amazing. And I'm just loving it so much. And what it is is the the Cape Town Comedy Festival is happening at the Artscape Theatre. And um, that's the venue. And we've got got three different shows running uh, at the same time. We've got The Danger Zone, which is we've got some South African acts, some American acts, Mm -hmm. and myself... People say, "Are oh, you are oh, you a Brit?" But I don't like to use the word Brit because there's lots of little countries yeah. in Britain. I, I always think of myself as London. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've got a very mixed show, I feel really great. Like just to
0: catch you off there, it's such a Cape Town thing to do. Is that, that what they do yeah, no, like, I'm not South
1: African. I'm Cape Town. Yeah, like, I'm Cape Tonian. Yeah, yeah,
0: because that's
1: right. You're
0: not the first person from London to say well, that. Well, there's a difference,
1: yeah. and it's very hard for yeah. it's such a small landmass that people probably can't imagine there are such yeah. differences, but. It's not necessarily pride, rather than being specific, but I get that. I think it's pride. Yeah, maybe it is. Okay, maybe. I could
0: could be from I could be from Devon, but I'm not. Okay, Okay, that's so
1: funny. (laughs) That's exactly what we do. And actually, I I bet people do that who are not from London. Maybe who are from Manchester or wherever. They probably do that. And of course, even though it's a small Mm -hmm. landmass over here, everyone knows Premiership football, so they know places by football. So that's that. That's that's we've got. We've got a guy from Durban. We've got a guy from from here. I think uh, uh-huh. in, in that show. We've also got uh, the UN comedy show, yeah. Which is again people from from Canada, from Malawi, from from Scotland, from England. So it's a very mixed mm-hmm. as as it should be in Cape Town. The the uh, the capital of mix, yeah. Yeah.
0: definitely.
1: Uh, and we've also got another show, uh, Richard Turner, who's this, uh, like a, he, well, he calls himself the card mechanic. It's a card show. And can I tell you, I just met this guy in the lift, okay? Now, this guy is blind, right? I yeah. met him in the lift. He gave me, we had a conversation, he gave me his business card, he walked out of the lift, and it was only about 20 minutes after when I saw him yeah. that I realised he couldn't see. This guy is spooky, I'm telling you. So, so watch that guy, uh-huh. and even when he gave me his card, I thought, "What is you know?" When I found out he was a car dealer, I thought, "Is there some trick here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that looks totally amazing. And if you want to go, you, you, mm-hmm. you just go on web tickets, and you can get yeah. the tickets for any of these shows. We've still got three, amazing. maybe three nights to go, and mm-hmm. the theatre is an amazing performance space yeah. as well. I'm loving oh, it so much. It's a beautiful space. I've we have a band. We walk it. onto a band as well. Yeah. It's really groovy sort of jazzy, funky band that yeah. that bring you on so you feel special mm-hmm. and it's a real... I think the audience feel that they're at a yeah. real event there, you know?
0: And how, like, just going back onto the audience, how are you finding the South African audience in comparison to
1: well, your... Well, I think because... <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, you know, there are one or two references I've had to change, one or two yeah. words, uh, and I've had to just, on one or two small things, feel my way around as I go... But there's such a loving, loving audience. And with stand-up comedy, of course, it's not like... You can talk about that you're doing that while you're with them. Yeah. And they've just been so loving Mm -hmm. and they've got me... And of course, you know I'm a big old white man with an African yeah. wife, so it's funny. I'm talking about that, uh-huh. and and it's it's they're they're just great. I'm loving them so much.
0: One thing I can tell you about us South Africans: all we have to do is hear a different accent, and you're almost like a god. You're okay. literally you, like a friend of mine. Even said who's from America, he was like telling me. Because um, he lived here for a couple of months and he was like saying that you can actually, as a foreigner, live here for free the way people oh, feed funny. you and
1: offer you well, things. Well, also, because of, um, uh, I don't know, it's, it's where I come from, we're, yeah. we have a certain way of interacting, which is, I'm not saying we're not everywhere else is not friendly, but our ways are very hands on. Yeah. So I'm, as I'm walking around in supermarkets talking to people, hello, my darling, how you doing? Everything okay? And I'm finding people are warming to that, yeah. but that's just me being naturally. Uh, and then somebody told me that, that there's some some gender statistic where it's four women to every one man or something. In, oh, and wow. I thought, well, maybe I'm not going to go home, you know. Maybe I'm just going to stay here <laughs> and find myself four wives if they're just to help out here, you know. Why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's amazing. And now for how long are you still going to be here Well, I've
1: only got, uh, what, what day is it today? Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday go home on um think i'm going home on monday mm-hmm. we've got three shows left okay. friday saturday sunday and sunday i think is a is a slightly earlier time okay um so whereas the others are in the evening that's about that's 5 p.m yeah for those people that need to get up for work the next day or if there's mm-hmm. some sort of church business going yeah. on
0: amazing so, so
1: and i you know I, I want there to be more shows yeah but now that i've now that I've got used to things mm-hmm. and I'm, you know. I now don't, you're finally comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I've said to my wife that I'm not, I don't know if I'm coming back, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're going to be chatting more about your work and what it yes, is you've been up to yes, please. in just a moment. We are in studio with Jeff Innocent. And we are talking about his stay here in Cape Town and at the comedy festival, right? The so Cape Town the
1: Comedy Festival. Cape Town yes.
0: Comedy Festival. Um how how's it been so far? Like how like how is the whole festival? I think it's been now for a week, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um well there's been stuff going on before yeah. I arrived. Okay. But my for my 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 experience is it's just been fantastic mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. It's just such a brilliant venue. You it's so mm-hmm. grand. Yeah. It's one lighting. of the very few
0: venues that hasn't changed over time. It's okay. still that beautiful. When I walk in there, you get this whole feel of nostalgia. Yeah, and the way the yeah. seating
1: is, is perfect as well. So I think yeah. people are very comfortable sitting there mm-hmm. watching the shows. So very it's, uh, intimate. It's, it's just, it seems to be getting better every yeah. day, you know.
0: Amazing. And and just as you're about to leave and now it's like, oh man, I got so comfortable here now. Uh,
1: you, that is exactly it. I uh-huh. wish it was a month festival. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very happy to be here for a month.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like if the festival gods are listening in right now, let's yeah. make it happen for yes, future. Please, please.
1: <laughs> also, I um I went to my I have a friend here from, yeah. from England who lives here. His okay. wife got a job uh, here and he came over with her and he lives in uh, the district called Observatory, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I could so live there tomorrow. Yeah. He took me around and was saying hello to everybody, and I yeah. thought, oh, this, this, that's mm-hmm. where I'd like to live if I. Just if walk
0: I out there. and you buy a cafe.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just hang out. That would be the dream.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So, now I got a question here from Amy, who says, so you mentioned that you've only been doing comedy since you were forty. Uh, what What did you do before then?
1: Uh, well, rather uh, uh, surprisingly for a lot of people, <laughs> when I left school, I was a window dresser in men's fashion. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is tra- traditionally <laughs> and stereotypically quite quite an effeminate yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a, a job that most of the guys that did it were gay. Uh, uh, I just seemed mm-hmm. to be the only straight guy in the village. Yeah. You know? And um, so I did that for 15 years. So I was very interested in fashion, clothing, Uh, But then uh, it was the it was the stopping that and going to university for five years, which was the bridge probably that took me into doing stand up comedy. Uh
0: And then another one here from uh, Gareth who says, "Any advice for those wanting to go into stand up?"
1: Yeah, I tell you, I'll give you some advice. Um, (laughs) Don't uh, try and find somewhere, maybe a course. Uh, like a little workshop as we call it sometimes there's six weeks courses where an experienced stand-up comedian is is teaching you the basics uh it's it's just a good way of of taking you from having random ideas to organizing those ideas Mm -hmm. so that that piece of practical advice i'd give to gav definitely
0: So now, uh, earlier on off-air, and this just popped into my head right now, um, about the stand-up scene and stand-up comedy being such a... I, I, it exploded over the last couple of years. It
1: certainly has. And
0: um, what are your, your take on that and your views on stand-up? Uh,
1: yeah, I've got lots of views on that. Um, I think um, America has always been at the cutting edge of stand-up comedy, and they've always been very advanced, like they are with jazz, for example. Uh, And in Britain we had a thing called the Alternative Comedy Revolution in the late 70s, which was young people coming into comedy with their political ideas, having a voice, and sweeping away all the old-fashioned cabaret-type comedy, the old scene, the old cruise ship comedians talking about their mother-in-laws, or racism. And I think that's what's going on worldwide now. I think that stand-up comedy can be compared to hip-hop in that it gives a voice to young people, marginalised people, disenfranchised groups, for them to make their comment about their experience in an entertaining way that connects with an audience. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. There is stand-up comedy in every country almost now. And actually, it's very much a Victorian musical medium Mm -hmm. in its beginnings. It's over 100 years old, but now it's modern, it's vibrant, it's young. And it gives is a mm-hmm. vehicle for people to say whatever they want to say.
0: And how has the scene changed since you entered it? In comparison to today,
1: um, well, in the UK, um, probably that's the difference that's happening in the UK as well. Different people are allowed. Uh, when I first started doing stand-up comedy, um, it was uh, it was still a lot of old-fashioned type of comedy. Yeah. And there were still lots of old-fashioned political views being aired in comedy. Racist comedy was very normal and acceptable in stand-up comedy, but now that's been swept away increasingly. And I would say there are more women doing comedy, there are more ethnic minorities doing comedy, and it it, it gives it much more variety and it's much more fun.
0: And then um, social media. Where can we follow you? Where can uh, we see snippets of you? Oh, rubbish! No, no,
1: you've really hit my Achilles' heel <laughs> now. But I have to tell you this. Okay. I, I, one of my daughters. She she's in a. Um, she's in I I can't remember her old. She is, she'll kill me. She's in her thirties. Okay. She's into. She's in uh, media marketing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen her for a couple of years. And she's coming back into my life, which is fantastic. Yeah. And she looked at my social media. and She said, "Dad, it's so rubbish." I'm intervening. I'm taking over. Mm-hmm. So watch this space. But I will be shortly uh, uh, developing a YouTube channel mm-hmm. where well, uh, my my people will be able Amazing. to get a weekly weekly Jeff innocent comment on something. She's taking that over and organising that as Twitter, TikTok. There's so many of them. I don't even know their names anymore.
0: Well, I mean, there is. The, the, uh one of the people I follow on um, on TikTok actually.
1: Oh, you know TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I have it. I have a, an account myself. Um, okay. um, but there's this one account. It's called Gangster Granny, and oh, I think wow. it
1: is just. So well. hilarious. But so. I have to say, I'm not cynical about, uh, yeah. uh, about social media, as some mm-hmm. older people are. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. have to say, I had one clip at a really happening comedy club in Liverpool, in the north of England, which is called yeah. Hot Water. And the clip, funnily enough, is about what it looked like. It's called Racist Granddad. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. That got over a million hits on Facebook. And the younger guys are saying to me, hey, Jeff, you've gone viral. I said, what does that mean? They went, man, you've got over a million hits. I went, is that good? So I'm only now understanding.
0: Oh, oh were well, you racist, Grandpa?
1: Well, yeah, that's what it's called. I, so I remember look, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. over a million hits. And, but but, but uh, I've got work from that, yeah. and I've, I've realized now the, the power of social media. No traditionally, definitely. as a comedian, uh, it's certainly in the UK. You looked to build your audience by being on TV. Uh-huh. That's shifted, man. Yeah. You now look to build your audience through social media and your social mm-hmm. media profile. So you know people will come to see you because of your social media yeah. rather now than they've seen you on some stuffy old panel show or a chat show. So yeah. I'm embracing social media. Uh, 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 At a later good. age And I'm not cynical about it I understand it But I do need, need my daughter to. You're never
0: it. too old to learn Anyway To learn I didn't. something new You're never too old To learn something new No, 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 yeah.
1: never, I no that's, for, that's for sure Exactly that's and, for sure.
0: Um, So there was one question That I was uh, Like a uh, discussion That we had uh, In the beginning of the show This is before you came in And I feel as A comedian As a stand up This is actually perfect For you to answer um, But how do you explain Your current job
1: people (laughs) yeah but you're asking me to do that to you as well aren't you Um, I I think if uh, people don't know it's a job I think that's the problem they think it's just the thing you do and Uh uh, maybe it's not an actual job but I think if people know what stand up comedy is I say I'm a comedian I make people laugh for a living I think it's as simple as that and I think most people do know comedy now you know as we were talking before I'll get into a cab Someone will be from the Congo. What do you do, man? I do stand-up comedy. He knows what that is now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, but it's actually a job that almost, it almost floats a- above definition because yeah. people are not sure. They know what it is, but mm. how is that a job? Yeah. Um, but it is a job, you know, and I'm very serious about,
0: about it. that.
1: And there's work <laughs> that you have to do. You know, the performance is just the tip of the iceberg from uh-huh. everything you've had to think and write and prepare and then the performance is the payoff really so. yeah but uh, sometimes i say i'm a performer
0: uh-huh. just to like broaden the yeah
1: yeah because yeah. i do some acting as yeah. well oh, wow. and, uh, yeah just now and again okay i do some acting and i've been on a couple of things back home that uh-huh. that, that, are, that are well known and popular But i always uh-huh. get asked to do the same type of role the sort of yeah you know the sort of east end gangster geezer you know (laughs) i know we get asked to play a poet or something
0: like that okay so i know this is just going to throw you off you don't have to if you don't want to but like an east end uh, gangster geezer like you just mentioned how would one of those sound like
1: well well, they sound a little bit like this you know what i mean that's the sort of accent we've got don't take (laughs) liberties my son otherwise you will be in trouble that's the kind of start of speech. I don't know if that means anything over I, mean. I think there the only I don't know if you know the actor Ray Winstone. Yes he He's probably yeah. our the only international representation of of that ethnicity, if yeah. you like. So if anyone out there has seen movies with Ray Winstone, then that's that's pretty much what I'm talking about. But it's a dying it's a dying thing. You know, it's things change, gift. things yeah. move on. Um, so as long as I'm alive, it will still be going on, though. And hopefully <laughs> you'll
0: be around for many more years to come. Well, I hope so. I hope
1: so. <laughs> if this job, you know, this job will keep me alive.
0: No, definitely. I mean, like, you know, laughter keeps you young. Um, That's but true. But, Jeff Innocent, it was amazing having you in
1: studio. Probably oh, one of the You know, a privilege. And my pleasure entirely. entirely. Thank you very much. You're a darling. Thank you so Thank you much.